How's your day going? Ah, uh, you know. Welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Wait, thank you. Megan, welcome to Bad Movies Rock. Oh boy. Are you just trying to get through that so fast because you're so excited to talk about today's movies? Yes, I am. Movie. We I'm going to leave one. it where it is. I'm going to even try it. Say it again. <laughs> We're here. I'm here. Let's talk about it. Night and Day. We watched Night and Day. Night and Day. Yeah, we did. Fuck you, critics. Oh, boy. So we're going to get right on that, huh? You can't tell me what to see. You can't tell me what's worth watching because you know what you did. We will get to that, Amber. (laughs) In just a moment. First, (laughs) let's do a little intro of the movie, go over the um, rock-solid plot of this movie, and then we can get into the critics' corner, which you have a lot to say about. Yes. It's the critic clapback corner. It's the critic shame corner. Get in your shame corner, A.O. Scott. Yep, specifically A.O. Scott. Agreed. All right. This movie is about Tom Cruise being a rogue agent who somehow decides to get Cameron Diaz involved in his um, rogue agentness, and he's trying to hide a battery, but we're just going to call it the Magoober from now on. And... She's kind of a a, a hesitant um, participant, but then she like starts to trust him, but then she doesn't, and then she does again, and maybe she doesn't one more time, and but then she does, and <laughs> <laughs> and the bad guys are after them. Although they're not, there's like two sets of bad guys after them, and then the government's also after Tom Cruise, and um, yeah, um, there's car antics, there's shoot 'em ups. There is um, a wedding, and there's druggings and clothes changes and a secret island. And then um, the MacGuber gets gotten, and then you think Tom Cruise is dead, but he's not. And then Tom Cruise wins. That's the end of the movie. Or does Cameron Diaz win? Uh, Maybe she wins. You're right. So we're keeping it broad strokes because I have way too many favorite scenes. So we just got to blow through this. Yeah, you get it. He's an action hero. She's not a damsel in distress, but she's sort of dragged along for this ridiculous action. And ultimately, it's an yes. absurdist piece where they're falling in love against the backdrop of ultraviolence and espionage. Yeah, I love I it. That, yeah, it's, it's so great. ridiculous, and I love it. Yes. Um, Amber, so let's, I'm going to like just tiptoe here into the critics corner because like I got my eye on you because I'm blowing in. I am I, blowing in. I'm I feel slamming like you got doors. a lot to say and like I've you're actually already been in the critics corner for a while and everything's mm-hmm. just destroyed. Yeah. It's Amber, like there's destroyed. like chairs through windows. There's like I've up just started table Sharpie, just like started scribbling things on the wall. Yeah. Just like, fuck you, A.O. Scott, sausage party, motherfucker. AV club, you should know better. It says, all work and no play makes Amber go something something. Crazy? Don't mind if I do. We alternated the lines. <laughs> I'm still going to go crazy too. Um, so uh, just to do our quick roundup, Rotten Tomatoes gave this movie 52 um, critics and 49 audience score. 46 on Metacritic for critics, 64 for audience. Fuck you, critics. Honestly, honestly, this, this is why we do this. This Mm -hmm. is, this is why we do this. There's never been a better example for me because probably before I wasn't really paying that much attention and doing homework is just so much work. 
But this, this is why we do this. People, mm -hmm. Night and Day is a fun movie. And yet the critics, the critics are mad at it. They're the actually mad at it. Literally mad at it. Like the things you were reading me, Amber, like people were hurt. By this movie, yes. they felt wronged they by felt this movie. Wrong like I wanted to take them aside and think, how has this movie wronged you? Mm -hmm. How has this ridiculous, fun, lighthearted movie wronged you, sirs and a handful of madams? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I. It's they called it pompous and um, desperate. They called desperate. it desperate. They called it. Um, what action comedy in heavy quotes as though the genre itself were a sham or the movie was a sham expression of the genre. Yep. They were mad yep. at Tom Cruise. They were not really as mad at Cameron Diaz. They were mad at the writing and the script mm -hmm. and the dialogue and the direction and the not so special effects mm -hmm. and just tearing this film apart for no reason. It is not proffered to you as... A mighty massive, like, I'm, I'm sure it was a summer kind of blockbuster, but it's not a franchise. It's a standalone, ridiculous action comedy. That is exactly what it is. Yep. Sit down and fucking enjoy it because it's not doing anything that's really hurting you. Looking at you especially, A.O. Scott. Here is why we discuss the critics in general. Because with a movie like Night and Day, it's ridiculous. It's fun. Honestly, it should be a 60. Maybe mm -hmm. a 70. But it's a 46. Yep. However, yes. Megan, do you remember a little movie that you and my brother uh, and I went to? Uh -huh. It's a, a few few years back. Yep. And the critics, it was they gave it really good reviews. It's, it's, it's an animated comedy. It was at 76. Yep. I believe my friend Anna was there too. But yes. Oh, yes. Your friend Anna was there. Oh, I'm so mm -hmm. sorry, Anna. Oh, I'm so sorry, Anna. <laughs> she was on board with film. this though. Uh, yeah. A film called mm -hmm. Fucking Sausage Party. Yeah. It was proffered as a raunchy animated comedy made mm -hmm. by a bunch of white dudes who probably got stoned and thought, oh god, bro, 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 bro. I had this really stupid idea, but I think it's funny. But I need you to tell me if it's funny or not. Oh, bro, 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 that movie. That movie idea is so funny. We gotta make this. We gotta make this. Really? Really? We gotta make this? Yeah, we do. And I'm Seth Rogen, and I can make whatever I want. Hey, hey Amber sausage party because <laughs> dicks because penises uh, okay so fine make this movie and it's terrible i don't care but the critics mm -hmm. the motherfucking critics said it was good yeah 76 percent on metacritic when i went to see it it's down to 66 now S but still still above our threshold for bad movie, 76% mm -hmm. an AO motherfucking Scott of the New York Times who gave my beloved Night and Day 30%, gave this movie 100%. Now I'm remembering sitting in the theater with my group of friends, getting increasingly angry at this film, not yeah. just for being blatantly racist, Super reductionist, racist. and stereotypical. It never actually got funny. It no. never actually said anything. And yet mm -hmm. A.O. motherfucking Scott of the motherfucking New York Times is telling me that this is an interesting conversation about religion and belief. Yeah. yeah you cannot gross. sit there and tell me that it's all we make fun of everybody. You can't make fun of everybody equally because everybody is not equal. Mm-hmm. That's very I true. I don't care if you're like, oh, but we also made fun of white people. Did you? 
did you make fun of white people? That's cool, because white people are everywhere all the time. There are always representations of white people in media constantly, and they are already in the positions of power. How many times do you see a native person on television? To be fair, Amber, there was no native person in that movie either, because it was played by Bill Hader. Shit, man! You're just gonna red-face this character, you're gonna have him speak in grunts and hand gestures Smoke and you're signals, gonna call if him I recall correctly yeah and you're gonna call him firewater mm. neat neat guys oh no it's funny because we also made fun of black people and we mm-hmm. also made fun of latinos and we also made fun of you know german people like we made fun of everybody it doesn't work that way it's never worked that way and also you never did anything funny or interesting nope i have never wanted to walk out of a movie so badly in my life and While I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, but I should stay just in case they're enjoying themselves. I don't know why I hated on my friends so much in that moment, because obviously nobody there was enjoying themselves. We were all thinking the same thing. We were all like, well, I want to leave, but maybe they want to stay. So I guess I'll just sit here because... Bound by politeness. Yeah. (laughs) We stayed. Very silly. (laughs) Through the torment of Sausage Party. Movies like that exist. I get it. They're not for me. I get it. But the Mm -hmm. critics really, really failed in their job to call that movie out for the piece of shit that it was. Even the negative reviews kind of fist bump them at the end of the day. And and don't mention anything. Like, they mostly negative review it because it's raunchy. They don't negative review it because it's racist or it's, yeah, not funny. (laughs) That you can't tell me that it's okay because we did it to everybody you can't tell me that it's okay it like work that way we have the critics corner because of fucking movies like sausage party mm-hmm. getting rated so highly over movies like night and day night and day yeah. it's all white actors except for viola davis and she's mm-hmm. definitely a side character however they don't do anything that's racist they don't do anything no. that's socially inappropriate they're just doing a fantasy escapist ridiculous movie and you guys are mad at it because yeah. it's too preposterous mm-hmm. but you're gonna tell me the sausage party is really having some good conversations about reality perception and religion yeah uh-huh it's, yeah i feel like they're trying to be like a.o scott was trying to be edgy by giving sausage party such a good rating it's like oh we at the new york times also we get raunchy humor too yeah yeah no we're still relevant guys 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 we're still relevant Mm -hmm. hey the kids like this right the kids Mm -hmm. the kids like this so we're relevant because we like it too yep but you know famous people making famous movies that aren't amazing famous movies fuck those guys well and here's the thing things like that i mean honestly it got me to why i it got me to the theater. Like the yeah, good reviews up. of that movie got me to the theater and I'm disappointed in myself for that. So once again, Megan has of course taken all of just the word cloud that I produced and <laughs> made a coherent, <laughs> cohesive statement of exactly. When a critic like when a group of critics, especially as a whole, but you know, individually, especially, you know, New York Times is a real publication and a real voice and it and it lends credence, especially to people who think that they are liberal minded. Mm -hmm. and have you know good wholesome non-racist values and when somebody like that comes along and says wow this is a great film you should Mm -hmm. go and see it 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 adds permission for people to think that this is not actually worthy of critique because the people who should have critiqued it didn't right and then those numbers get our butts in the seats Mm -hmm. and people like us 
obviously we hate on it because it is a piece of steaming trash. Right. Yes. But people who are on the fence, people who, you know, grew up in the same world that I grew up in, but grew up with white skin and more privileges are going to think, oh, it is okay oh, to do this. They are making fun of everyone. That makes it okay. That makes it okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is cool. Red face voice, definitely. Mr. Yeah. Grits, cool. Yeah. Twinkie, fruits, just the... Yeah. But it ends in just, you know, fucking and nihilism, so it's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, still still not cool. Still, still not, not funny. okay. Still, I, I, oh, but it's it's funny because it's food and it's animated and that makes it ridiculous. Now you're still playing with the same shit. You are using yeah. familiar tropes that we all grew up with to key in to senses of racism and power and not actually turning them on their head. You're just using them to make a weak ass, lazy, not joke joke. Yeah, it's a stereo. You're saying, hey, look at this stereotype. Isn't didn't we stereotype good? Yeah, uh, look at us. Huh. We did it. We did it to everybody. We did it to everybody. Ha! Huh. Black person is malt liquor. That's oh, funny. I, I believe he was grits. Oh, he now was that he I remember grits? because yeah, uh, yeah. I thought I thought it was malt liquor too because obviously, yeah. You know, also racist, but no. See that they they reserved alcohol for you know Indians because fire water drunk Indians. Right. I mean, they didn't even hire a native actor to play that part. Like it's so. Th- Native people were so invisible that they hired a white person to do the voice of a stereotypical native person. You created a native role and then didn't hire a native actor. Yeah. Cool. It's like, and if you think about it in terms of like that Adam Sandler movie that Netflix made, where uh, yes. they just wouldn't listen to the guy that they hired to tell them not to do things when they were crossing a line, and mm-hmm. he walked off the set. And then you have these native actors in this position of, it's a job. We do need to work because we are actors, like just like any other racial group that mm-hmm. doesn't have roles written for them or won't get cast in roles and aren't specifically written for them. Right. You have that choice. Do I play the terrorist again mm-hmm. or do I not work this week? Yeah. Fuck y'all. What a despicable choice. And critics support it. Yeah. By not calling that shit out. Because, okay, they want people to read their reviews and think that they're relevant, so they don't want to try and teach them some sort of lesson about trying to be a better person. It does come down to the kind of person that you want to be, which means you can be whitewashy and not talk about it and say it's inspired because you want people to think you're edgy and cool and relevant. Or you can be two queer ladies who are like, nah, you're going to fucking think we're pedantic anyway. Mm -hmm. But we're going to watch these stupid movies. When they do something we don't like, we'll call them out for it. But it doesn't mean we're not going to then enjoy the parts that we enjoy. We can Mm -hmm. be conflicted. But not guilty because that doesn't help anybody. Your guilt isn't helping me. I'm going to cut most of that out, am I? No, I, I, I don't want you to. I really don't that's, want you that's to. That's way too much. We're like a fucking half an hour. And I know, I've just been but... popping off about Sausage Party, which we didn't even watch. This is <laughs> going right. to be a bitch to edit. Um, that's all right. I, I, I really like a lot of that. Um... Ugh. Yeah, we can we can offer two. We, we'll, we'll offer two different downloads. Like... <laughs> <laughs> no 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 people get what they get when they listen to this shit like this is why oh God, we're not just two white back. dudes no but the, we're not two white dudes ignoring shit in this podcast like that's yeah, but we, we could have ignored sausage party just fine why'd i have to bring it in because it, that's the whole fucking point that's a fair point yes it's just, that's just, you're right you're right and now i'm apologizing because i'm a woman and i apologize for things mm-hmm. yep I'm sorry. You were trying to kill me, though. (laughs) 
And we're back in night and day. Oh, thank you, Brain Canty. You make the heart go down so smooth. So, critics, you're stupid. You're irrelevant. But you'll probably continue to still exist and start screaming into the void a little bit more. Well, we're screaming into the void to try and drown sure. out your irrelevance. Yep. Critics were wrong about everything all the time. Amber, well, the critics' corner is on fire again. Ooh, but I did it with the power of my mind this time. You so did. honestly, it was I should probably terrifying. get a cookie for kudos. Oh, big cookies. Yeah. Also terrifying. Yay! So, now that we're out of the burning wreckage of the critics' corner... Amber, what were your favorite scenes in this movie? Every scene. Every scene is my favorite scene. Oh, it's going to be so hard not to go through this movie scene by scene because so many mm-hmm. of them were good and then like feed into each other. It's yeah. just Tom Cruise being Tom Cruise. And it's it's a lot of the critics got mad at it because it was almost a self-parody. That's what makes it awesome. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's hilarious. It's this, he is constantly just super positive, mm-hmm. super supportive, and yep. very calm and in control in these bonkers situations like yep. it's opening it's... scene great airplane yep. they're on they're both on a plane it's mostly empty she's not as freaked out as she should be because she's kind of plays you know very charlie's angels cameron dean kind of yeah. ditzy, naive but very capable and, and intelligent and sort of ready to go along for the flow yes whatever obviously the plane has been stocked with people who are there to kill tom cruise and collect mm-hmm. the magoober that he's stolen yes while she's flirting with him, he's flirting with her too. Sure. She's, you know, gearing herself up to be like, you know what? You got to make a move, girl. You only live once. This isn't your first rodeo. Like you can, if you're into it, he seems into it. Let's just go mm-hmm. out there and kiss him. Meanwhile, while she's having this psych up talk to herself in, in the, the bathroom. airplane bathroom, mm-hmm. he is taking out everybody else on the plane one by one. And it's hilarious. And it's awesome. And at first you think, oh, no, the stewardess got accidentally hit by a trank dart. And then she, like, headbutts him. And he's like, oh, she's in on it, too. Yes. Oh, shit, mm-hmm. you're part of this. Yep. Guy comes at him with a knife, throws it at him. He takes a seat cushion, blocks the knife. It's at his crotch. Tom is like, oh, not cool, man. Not Which cool. I agree with. Yeah. Kill him, fine. But dick shot with a knife? Yeah. That's just, like, mean. Then he throws the knife back at him and it goes straight in his chest and he's dead. More mm-hmm. people, shenanigans, seatbelt nunchuck, gets stuck, hilarious because, you know, he misses a step. He's not invincible. Uh-huh. Then the pilot comes out and you're like, oh shit, oh wait, he has a gun too. Tries to shoot Roy. Roy shoots him. And then the pilot goes down. But as he's going down, he shoots the co-pilot. No more pilots. <laughs> Everyone's dead. Mm-hmm. But before June comes out of the bathroom, he manages yep. to put everybody back in their seats. Uh-huh. So that when she comes out, he has a chance to try and talk to her. And so he's just sitting there with two drinks in his hands. He's made two looking drinks. Looking like he's... Exactly. He's made two drinks. Mm-hmm. And he's looking like he's trying to rehearse a speech to explain yep. to her what's about to happen. Yes, exactly right. Yep. And she comes out, kisses him, mm-hmm. which I like that move. That's very like, yep. I know what I want. I'm going for it. I think you're into this too. He's like, I need to talk to you. She's like, oh shit, you have a girlfriend. I'm so sorry. That was probably 240. He's like, no, no, no. That was great. But the pilots are dead. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she doesn't believe him. <laughs> yep. He's like, oh, really? How did that happen, you silly man? This is a fun, strange game we're playing. It's like, mm-hmm. well, I shot them. Well, okay, to be fair, I shot the first one. He accidentally shot the other one. Pilots are dead. So I'm going to, you know, see about landing this plane. She's laughing because she doesn't believe him. He's like, you are taking this super well. So I'm just going to go to the cockpit and see about landing this plane. You should buckle in. Yep. <laughs> and talk <laughs> just about goes- night. Yeah, talk about naive. Um, 
Tom Cruise at in the whole movie, like he's so much of a spy and got that kind of mentality that he actually he's ditzy in a way of like doesn't really understand that she doesn't believe him even a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, and he's like, oh, she gets it. She's taking this super well. Okay, I'll just I'll go land the plane then. I fucking love that. Because, yeah, mm-hmm. he's so out of touch with reality that it's like, oh, oh, okay, she's laughing. Oh, she's taking this so well. Mm-hmm. Neat. Oh, great. This is going to go so much easier than I was anticipating while I was waiting for her to come out of the bathroom. Yeah. I love it. Oh, I love it. Oh, and he gets he gets so hurt by things that she does yeah. that seem irrational to him. Like, he's... She, he he <laughs> drugs her once the plane mm-hmm. crashes and blows up. Yep. He explains that bad people will come and, and mm-hmm. ask her questions and the things that she shouldn't do. If they use the word safe and secure, they're going to murder her. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, she she goes back to her life. Her sister's wedding is about to happen. She goes to the dress fitting and, oh, government guys show up and, oh, they're asking her questions. And then, oh, she gets into a car, despite the fact that he told her not to get Never into a get car. Never get into the car. No transportation, he said. No transportation. To be fair, he had drugged her before telling her all this important information, so... It might be a little bit, yeah. He drugged her and then left her at her home house, and and then he left her little post-its and made her an omelet and uh, Mm -hmm. told her have a good breakfast and Mm -hmm. left her, like, sliced oranges. Mm -hmm. And even left, like, a glass of water and a bottle of Excedrin. Yes. Just right Mm -hmm. on the bedside table. Mm -hmm. He's a considerate kidnapper he's a considerate wackadoodle crazy person mm-hmm. who, who then rescues her after she gets into a car and they start using the word safe and secure he shows up murders her driver murders the guys in the car in front of her just kind of murders everybody he jumps onto the hood of the car hi june nice dress because she bettered her sister's bridal dress yep. fitting thing so she's wearing this ridiculous yellow dress he's carrying on a delightful conversation while clinging to the hood of this speeding car in which uh-huh. the driver is dead yeah <laughs> the driver is dead with his foot on the gas so it's going careening down the highway yes yes mm-hmm. and he's like could you just open the door june june could you just june could you open the door and she's trying to steer around oncoming traffic she's freaking out but still you know surprisingly keeping it together sure he's murdering everybody Mm-hmm. And she's like, finally, just like, please stop shooting people. I need you to stop shooting people. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, okay, no, you're in shock. Why don't you just stay here? And I'm going to go talk to those men in the tunnel over there. Mm-hmm. Beat. Actually, I'm going to go shoot them. Because he just, he can't lie to her. He's yeah. just, he's too much of a Boy Scout and he can't mm-hmm. lie to her. So he's like, I'm actually good. Just, I'm going to go shoot them. I'm sorry. I, I know you asked me not to, but I kind of have to. They're shooting at us. It's a whole thing. Yep. Yep. Then she runs away. And he's kind of hurt by that. And he shows he up on the bus f- that she runs away to. Yeah. And and you and I were like, yeah, girl, that's what you do. Like, if you're confronted mm-hmm. with this situation, it's completely confusing. And he just shot, like, I don't know, a hundred people. So, yeah, running away seems like the, yeah, I would do that. Yeah. Oh, definitely. This is not a ridiculous thing to do. He is Mm-mm. preoccupied. He told you that those people would be killing you if they said the word safe and secure, but just a sense of foreboding and his word don't really fill yeah. you with confidence after everything you've seen him do. So yeah, run away. Stick that gun in a mailbox. That was actually a good call. And then get on a bus. That, to me, demonstrates great presence of mind. But then he gets on the bus while it's still moving. And he finds her. Finds her. She gets off the bus. And he looks genuinely hurt when she runs from him. Like, just, I, I am trying to help you. I don't... 
here I am going out of my way at the expense of the things that I actually need to do. I have a job. Yes. And you're running away all pain. That's just, you are being so rude. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's Tom Cruise's face right there, because he might be a crazy human being, but he's an excellent actor. He is, yeah. I think, yeah, the hurt is registered on his face for sure. I mean, and then and then quick, moving into the diner scene. I know we're going scene by scene, but they're all so much fun. Mm-hmm. The beginning of this movie is just jolly, high yeah. speed, bouncing yep. from ridiculous scene to scene. Car antics. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So she meets up with her ex-boyfriend, played by mm-hmm. Mark Lucas, who's a fireman. Smart. Go to a fireman. Capable yeah. human being, a law enforcement type sort of person you know and trust in a way like yeah exactly oh here comes tom cruise he has a delightful conversation with mark lucas Mm -hmm. he's he's personable he's charming he's he's interested in mark lucas's career he's he's playing on taking lieutenant's exam it's it's tough to progress in 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 the fireman service and then tom cruise grabs cameron diaz handcuffs himself to her pulls out a gun and starts yelling at people that he's going to blow his head off and then blow her head off in that mm-hmm. order. Orders yep. pie for everybody, but not ice cream because that's how they get you. It makes your knees weak. That's what Lincoln knew. And that's how they got him. And so yep. he, he goes he, crazy in front of he, a camera to make it seem like she's his hostage. Exactly right. And he also tells Mark Lucas to stay in the booth. In no uncertain terms, he tells stay him to in stay booth. in the booth. Multiple mm-hmm. times. Yes. He tries to get up. He he shoots Mark. She he shoots the air. Says stay in the booth. And then Mark Lucas comes out of the diner. Call it. He's on the phone with the police. And Tom Cruise is like, I told you to stay in the booth. And then he shoots Mark Lucas in the leg. But don't worry, it's a through and through. Miss the bone, miss the femoral artery. So he he takes the time to go over to Mark Lucas and say, he catches don't worry. him before he falls down. Yeah. That's right. He catches him so before he hits the pavement. So solicitous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then explains to him that this is the best thing that has ever happened to his career. Because he's like, don't worry. You just got shot in the line of duty trying to save a woman from a crazy person. Like, this is, this is, you're good luck on that lieutenant's exam, man. You're going to be hero. rising through the ranks. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, God. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. And after this... She wants to get out of the car. She's still, she's like, this is, this is crazy. You just shot Mark Lucas. I can't handle this. So he drives to the top of a parking garage really, really quickly, mm-hmm. spins the car around, parks perfectly in a spot it, just by going sideways, Tokyo mm-hmm. Drift style. That's yeah. actually Tom Cruise driving that car. For sure. Loving this. Love me some Tom Cruise, Cameron Diaz doing their own stunts, shenanigans. Mm-hmm. And then he's very hurt. He's like, I have things to do, okay? I have gone out of my way. Like, you're free and clear, I guess, because I just made it seem like you're my hostage, but now you're just going to go and put yourself back in danger. Fine. Fine. With me, this is how safe you are. Without me, down here. Odds of survival. With me, without me. With me, without me. And he keeps putting his hand up in the air and then down. <laughs> up in the air and then down. <laughs> He's genuinely yeah. hurt by how resistant she is. Yeah. She just doesn't understand the full scope of what is happening. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. So, of course, she goes with him. Yeah, with him. Without him. With Mm -hmm. him. And then when she does, she's pretty much all in. Yeah. He does. um, He actually sets her up later on to betray him. But that was, again, to save her and make it seem like she was not a part of this and to, like, send her home. Mm -hmm. And get her to her sister's wedding, which is impressive. 
totally got her to her sister's yeah. wedding in time. Oh, it's so good. They get they they get kidnapped almost immediately after the with me without me scene by so there's an arms dealer who also wants the battery. The, the MacGuffin. Sorry, I'm so sorry. The MacGoober. Said it wrong two times. Jeez. And so they come and they're kind of overwhelmed by them after a very fun warehouse shootout scene. God, there's so many funny things that happen. On the count of three, I'm going to cover you and you're going to run over there. One, she runs out into the gunfire and he's just looking at her perplexed. <laughs> She's screaming and the guns are firing and then she comes back to cover. He's like, what number would you like to go on? <laughs> yep, exactly. It's, yeah. Um, <laughs> so good. So good. They get drugged after, no, sorry. They get captured. He drugs her, which kind of seems mean, except that he does it because if he hadn't drugged her, he thinks that they would have probably just killed her or tortured her too. So like having her out of it means that she's safer. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so she, yeah, you still, but you still get like she kind of opens her eyes every once in a while, and then you have Tom Cruise hanging upside down, swinging through a doorway, so you can only see him sometimes. And he'll, he says something like, "June is going to be okay. I've got this. Don't worry, we're almost out of here." <laughs> like just swinging through the door it's very good <laughs> and then like she opens her eyes and like she's in goggles and like on a plane and he says that they've been hit and um one two three go and they jump off the plane and like it's it's very silly and it also like makes us think of these huge set pieces that like they didn't actually film they just get to pretend like it happened we have no idea how he got from hanging upside down to like saving her and getting on a plane or a helicopter or wherever they were. It's great. It's fantastic. It's very silly. It's so good. Like it's just, yep. And then poof, she's on a tropical island mm-hmm. in a bikini. Yep. And he's coming out of the ocean with fish that he's speared by hand. That he's he's yeah. And 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 so she's and she's 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 not happy. That he no. drugged her again. Mm-mm. She asks how long she's been out. It's been 18 hours. She asks why yep. she's in a bikini. He's like, because we're in the tropics. Yeah, obviously. Okay, yes, but how did I get in mm-hmm. this bikini? Er-er. And he carefully explains that he's been trained to defuse a bomb in the pitch black with a safety pin and a junior mint. He can obviously get her in and out of some clothes without looking. He's not saying that's what happened, but... Mm-hmm. Yep. So this is this is a tricky bit. The, the idea that he's is. this is the second time he has drugged this woman. Yeah. It's but not it, great. Not great, especially from her perspective, because obviously from his perspective, it's for her own good. Right. And nothing yep. untoward has in theory happened. But mm-hmm. don't love the whole unconscious woman thing. There there are mechanical reasons for it, especially just to like further the plot along and yeah. intimate that ridiculous things are happening that aren't happening. Right. It's like a little, eh, eh. Yeah, not great. Eh, Although not great. I, I was saying that after 18 hours, he probably wanted to change her clothes because she would have soiled herself many a time. Oh, yeah. No, that was actually very, very thoughtful of him. That was like nurse level care, which mm-hmm. I would have appreciated. And and I mean, if, if you weren't dealing with the sexual tension between the two of them, then it could just be like between friends, a clean off. Right. Exactly. Fresh, fresh clothes. Mm-hmm. Not being in your own mess. Yep. Although she would have been in her own mess because he drugged her, but he drugged her to save her. It's it's very cyclical. Yeah, it's very cyclical. And like, yeah, drugging people, drugging women, it's never a good 
thing. Mm. It's yeah. funny. It's funny. Movie. If but you there's, don't there's that think about it like, oh. too much. Yeah. Just don't yeah. think about it in real life and thinking, think about it as a movie antic. Yes. Nothing rapey happened. Nothing rapey happened. Nothing rapey mm-hmm. happened. Just keep saying that to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then appreciate when Cameron Diaz goes to just kick his ass on the beach and he can't help himself. It's reflex. Like he does, he knows he deserves to be punched, Mm -hmm. but he couldn't help himself. Offers her a free hit. She storms off, comes back, tries to beat him up again, has some good moves. He appreciates that she has good moves. Like anytime she does something impressive, he's like, ah, good job, June. Yeah. He's like when in the, the, the uh, car antics scene, she opened the door to let him in and he's like, you saved us back there, June. You, you saved our lives yeah it's all all positive from him Mm -hmm, all the time mm -hmm. and of course he takes that moment to say that before returning fire because they are still under attack they're still under attack yeah but it was important that she knew (laughs) for sure (laughs) and then the island gets bombed they have to leave i can't remember oh he doesn't drug her again that's why i can't remember yeah. He, he grabs her neck and she's like, you're grabbing my neck. He's like, well, you asked me not to drug you again. Because so she passes she's, out again. Yeah, she's too nervous to get in the helicopter, which is their mode of exit. Um, and she, she actually says, she says, drug me again. I can't get in that thing. Yeah. And so Pete Vulcan neck pinches her, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then she wakes up on a train. I mm-hmm. love this movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. On the train, there's an assassin. And... One of the the AV Club review says it's boring because he's indestructible. Like he's just the countless assassins, and and he's in, mm-hmm. like he gets captured with the arms dealer guy, and yeah. this assassin kicks his monkey butt. He just keeps he throwing does. him around the room. Yep. June whoopsie saves him. Yep. I mean she 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 gets a good punch in, and then the she guy does. grabs her, and then she uses the hands like Houdini move that Tom Cruise yep. taught her on the beach five right. minutes or eighteen hours ago, depending on how you deal with unconscious sure. t- woman time. Mm-hmm. and gets out of the hold that assassin guy had on her and accidentally flips a knife from the counter into the dude's chest. Yeah, into his heart, it looks like, yeah. And then she says, I'm I'm sorry, but you were trying to kill me, though. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that moment of just like, oh, shit, oh, I'm so sorry that I put a knife in your chest guy who was just trying to murder me. Actually, mm-hmm. fuck you, in particular. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> He pulls the knife out of his chest, and she's just looking on in horror and goes, oh, gross. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then Tom Cruise finally kind of shakes out of his, I've been thrown around several times, uh, stupor, and kicks him out the window. Yep. Then the dude does not fall out the window. No, he hangs onto sausage links. Yeah. Yes, Mm -hmm. he's got the sausage links. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yep. And then an oncoming train just, just smushes him. And then he does the thing where he talks to Gal Gadot and pretends that he's betraying by selling the Magoober when really he's just trying to get her home so he can deal mm-hmm. with Peter Sarsgaard, who's the actual guy selling the Magoober. Doesn't matter. Blah, blah, blah. Right. She realizes that not only is he not dead after having faked his death post mm-hmm. I'm betraying everything scene. Yep. But she figures out a way to get kidnapped by the arms dealer. Uh-huh. So that she can put herself back in his path because she's just all in now. She just yep. wants to be with him, even if it means putting herself in ludicrous amounts of danger and just mm-hmm. trusting that he'll find out and save her. Yep, exactly right. Which leads to her being questioned by the arms dealer, who is played by the guy who is the evil bounty hunter in Riddick and Super Gross. And mm-hmm. he gives her truth serum. And that just gives her license to just say whatever crosses her mind in this very happy, completely unaware of the danger sort of way that is... right. I get that the dialogue in this isn't 
witty or clever and that the script isn't great but Cameron Diaz and Tom Cruise totally pull this shit off and it's very entertaining to watch her look at an arms dealer who has tied her to a chair and just drugged her with truth serum and have her with her Cameron Diaz smile on go I really don't like you (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. exactly right yeah and then action 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 Roy saves her blah 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 and then Megan Mm -hmm. what happens to Peter Sarsgaard Oh, poor Peter Sarsgaard. Um, yeah, so this MacGuber the whole time, the guy who made the MacGuber, Simon, keeps telling Tom Cruise, and you don't think he's listening. You don't think Tom Cruise is listening to Simon. But um, the the MacGuber, which is a battery, just keeps getting hotter and hotter. And so, like, there's something wrong with it. Um, and Sarsgaard finally captures the battery and flies away. Now, he flies away in this, like, water plane is that right yeah is it a water oh i thought it was a helicopter it was not i know sorry and this is that's why i see i know it's why you forgot i'm sorry no it's a hell it's a megan it's a plane although there was an off-screen death of a helicopter that i did note which is tom cruise's parents think he's dead because he was in a helicopter crash when he was in the army counting it yeah, counting it. <laughs> Take that helicopter. <laughs> um, but so Peter Sarsgaard gets away with a battery, and apparently, <laughs> the battery was three minutes away from just exploding in Tom Cruise's pocket. But Sarsgaard steals it, flies away on the water plane, and it just blows up in the sky about two minutes after they take off because you know he's so good he knows exactly when an unstable prototype battery will explode yep exactly very good about this oh good lord and then he gets shot protecting the scientist simon who sarsgaard shoots so to stop him from making another battery because i guess the battery that he has would be less valuable be if if there are more of them sure I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Tom Cruise has been shot. The government takes possession of him, thanks him for his service, tells them that they're going to make him safe and secure. They do. And that Cameron Diaz has gone back to her life and understands that they live two different lives and they can't be together. Yep. And that um, they've invested way too much in him to for him to go off and be, you know, a person again. Exactly. Poor Tom Cruise. (laughs) Except a nurse comes in and gives him some liquid in a cup, which he takes without question because, you know, he's in a hospital, medical staff. I'm sure it's for his own good, except what is this taste? What is this feeling? Nurse, what did you give me? She turns around. It's Cameron Diaz. And she gave him the same thing that he kept drugging her with. Yeah. She drives away uh, in the gold GTO that she's rebuilt. And uh, yeah, they go down to Cape Horn. There's a bookend theme that kind of goes on either end of the film where the conversation they're having on the plane about, you know, she tells him about her wedding or her sister's wedding that's coming up and that she's been, you know, her father was really into cars and, you know, he died a while ago and she's been restoring the car that he was restoring and it's this GTO and that she, you know, had always thought that, you know, someday she'd take it down to, to Cape Horn and, you know, mm-hmm. the tip of South America. And he's like, oh, someday's dangerous. You know, someday is really just code for never. And then, you know, when he wakes up in the car, after having been unconscious and it's like in and out sort of like she was in that one yep. scene yep while she's saving him mm-hmm. uh yes what day it is and she says someday it's someday 
It's someday, Roy. <laughs> then he asks how he got in the shorts that he's wearing. <laughs> she informs him that she's been trained to reassemble a six-speed something something because I know lots of bad transmission, cars. Yeah, six-speed transmission with a nothing but a set of pliers and a crescent crescent wrench. So I mm -hmm. think I can get you in and out of a pair of shorts without looking. I'm not saying that's what happened. So yep. you see, rapey turnabout is fair play. I guess so. Mm-hmm. I drug you, you drug me. I undress you, you undress me. It's 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 just it's our thing. It's, it's our a, thing. It's a it's a cute thing we do. It's a cute thing we do. <laughs> so there is this time when my friend Claire and her partner Sally B and I were hanging out with our friend Liz, and something happened. I think like maybe something cutesy happened, and Sally B told us that, oh, it's just a cute thing we do, like a cute thing between her and Claire. Mm -hmm. And Liz and I have relentlessly made fun of that phrase for about 10 years now. Oh, it's a cute thing we do. <laughs> oh. As only friends can. We're such assholes. We've relentlessly tormented them. We relentlessly torment them for a literally a cute thing that they do. <laughs> and their self-awareness of it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I oh love boy. friendship. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so, Amber, where would you rate this yes, movie on our rock scale? Regrettable, outstanding, craze balls, or K? I hate the scale, but it's craze balls and outstanding at the same time. Yeah, I agree. It's, 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 it, it knows what it is. It's ridiculous tom cruise is a boy scott murder person who is never phased <laughs> by anything and boy scout murder person who is unflappable yes, yeah exactly. That's exactly what he is he's guy pierce he's in guy space pierce jail the boy scout. yes yeah with yes. with like yeah mm -hmm. instead of being snarky he's boy scout yeah relentlessly he's, he's super genuine and supportive and positive exactly right <laughs> um yeah it might be a parody of how people see him um but that all, that all makes it funnier so mm -hmm. yep yep I, it, it definitely feels i mean i feel like it always feels like tom cruise is all in on his roles and so yes, if i'm agreed. on board with the insanity of the movie then generally i'm on board with the insanity that is tom cruise mm -hmm. performing his heart out both physically and theatrically yes agreed and then cameron diaz in physical roles i enjoy we've we've gone mm -hmm. through charlie's angels you know i know how mm -hmm. great she can be when she does her own shenanigans and she yep. did her own shenanigans. Yeah, both her and Tom Cruise apparently are both like avid drivers and so they did almost all their all almost all their own car antics which makes me very happy. Mhm. Mm yeah, I like it. I li I I like this movie. I think mm -hmm. it's fun and I yep. think it's funny and I think it's ridiculous and every time I watch it it makes me smile. Yeah. Yay. This is why we got into this business, Megan. It really is, Amber. For titles like these. So I guess you should probably uh, unload an Abby story. Well, let me do so. Please um, do. So, okay, this happened on the way up to Vermont when we went to the Champlain Valley Fair. And it was right after we dropped you off, Amber, at your house. Um, we were almost to my dad and uncle's house. 
and Abby was just, she was tired. It was way past her bedtime. She was just kind of losing it, but we were off the highway. We were almost there and we needed just like, we needed like 10 minutes for her to like hold on and then we were going to be out of the car. And um, Dan suggested that um, Abby um, count by laughing. And so (laughs) um, count by laughing means one, (laughs) two, three so just like literally count to 10 by while also laughing and that entertained her for 10 minutes straight we started counting um down from um five to one by laughing and she thought that was hilarious um and then she would request that dan also um because he would be driving and would stop counting by laughing and she would insist that he also counted by laughing do you want to count by laughing Mm -hmm. Gosh. <laughs> the uh, answer is yes if you want this to continue. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> By laughing. Subversive. I'm gonna it's, mm-hmm. I mean it's they they say if you just put on a smile, it can improve yeah. your mood. Make and that baby did. laugh. Yep. Smart. Yeah, it was very good. I asked him if that was like a thing he normally did, and he was like, Nope, I just came up with that on the fly. Um Oh my god, your brother is a parenting genius. He is. Or just he like a is... mind control genius. I think he might actually, maybe he's like a mentalist and we just don't know it. Could be. He wouldn't want us to know it because that's the best way to make our minds do what he wants them to. Oh my God. But I'm self-aware now. Oh, he's going to come for me. Amber, cut this out. Cut this out of the podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. He already knows. <laughs> he knows everything. So Amber, have you come up with a recommendation? God help me, no, I haven't. No, dear God. Why am I never prepared? I don't know. Why don't you insist that I be prepared? I don't know, because it's usually funnier when you are flying by the seat of your pants. Scrambling? Yeah. (laughs) Just scrambling. Looking on the room. I recommend um, sheets. I I recommend recommend, um, uh, books, cases. Uh, I recommend... (laughs) Stop, Stop peeping on my Skype. (laughs) just because you can see me desperately looking around the room for inspiration doesn't mean you need to tell people about it sorry apologize (laughs) do you Mm. oh i really have nothing oh i really have nothing okay 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 let's think that's what have i been doing what have i been i've been doing been doing a lot of borderlands okay um watching a lot of veronica mars that's that's already it's already out there uh 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 Okay, let's go to the video game. Before Borderlands 3 came out. Yes. Especially in, in like the immediate week before Borderlands 3 came out, I was really mm-hmm. jonesing to play some good video game times. I was, you know, Destiny was waiting for the next update. That's going to happen next week. Borderlands wasn't out yet. I'd already played through the other three Borderlands. I needed something fresh. I needed something yeah. of the moment. And so I remembered our friend Josh had told us about Dead Cells sometime oh. back. Mm-hmm. And they added it to the Xbox Game Pass. So nice. it's sort of free to play if you use the subscription. And it's a very entertaining, very frustrating, very simple game. Which I remember him describing to me and I'm, I was thinking, that sounds terrible. But it's actually pretty fun. You know, it sounds terrible to me because I don't like challenging games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but essentially, you are... It's a very 8-bit feeling. Um, mm-hmm. It's a side-scroller. You're this reanimated corpse who starts with basically nothing 
And then as you progress, you you gain in power through, by going through each level and you get new weapons and, and new abilities. But when you die, you start over with nothing oh, again. Ouch. Like all the way at the back. And so to beat the game, like you can stop and, and where you are and, and walk away and it'll load you right where you were when you stop playing. But to beat the game, it's 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 the one the one run through. There are no save points. Right. But you do collect souls through each level. And every time you pass into the next level, you then spend those souls. And the things you spend the souls on do stick with you. Uh huh. Okay. But by and large, you just start over if you die. Ouch. With nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you just right back where you were. Um, and so it, it is, but it is oddly addicting. And you just, and, sure. and once you finish the first playthrough, well, you're not done. It starts you back at the beginning, but you have collected like another cell thing that you put into a tube thing and it makes it harder so you play through the levels again mm-hmm. but it's all harder now yeah and 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 then like it unlocks other things in in the areas and the maps keep shifting so it'll be the same area like the swamp area and the tower area but the map is never identical yeah like it changes itself and i don't know so check out dead cells cool um, it's it does it's, sound it's challenging very... and super interesting yes yeah, so play video games Good. Excellent. Megan, do you have a recommendation? Preferably one that's better and not derived from looking around the room in desperation? (laughs) I do. I do have a recommendation. Um, My recommendation is Ear Hustle, which is a podcast. Um, It's a podcast um, from Podcast Network Radiotopia. Um, Nigel Poor is the one who kind of started this as a um, project in San Quentin prison systems where she started, I believe she was a photographer to begin with, and um, she would work with inmates in San Quentin um, doing different projects with them. And then she started a few years ago um, Ear Hustle, which is a a podcast that takes place, um, it used to take place entirely inside San Quentin where they would interview people her um kind of main person in there um was uh Erlon Woods and he was like her co um podcaster host and um yeah it's very it's very humanizing of people in prison it's really interesting it's um heartbreaking (laughs) it's um there are some just amazing stories and some of them are just kind of like, well, how do you sleep? You know, there's some very basic questions and then there's some kind of like bigger questions about the prison system in this country. But um, Erlon Woods, her co-host was pardoned by the governor a few months ago. And so, and like basically because of this project, Erlon Woods is now still a host, but now he's a host on the outside. And so they are covering um, also stories about folks who are, have left prison and how it is to be out of prison and how hard it is to kind of integrate into quote unquote real life out of once you're kind of released from prison system that puts very little into you. Um, yeah. What a genuine and thoughtful and timely recommendation on the heels of my dumb video game recommendation. <laughs> I welcome. feel like you do this on purpose. I feel like, you know, I'm going to recommend my adorable niece. What two season show do you have to recommend, Amber? <laughs> huh? What uh, what fantasy novel have been you, you've been reading, Amber? I've been oh, living a life. 
Amber. I've been learning and enriching myself. What have you been doing, Amber? Oh, garbage things. That's what you do. It's You're not... a garbage person, oh boy. Amber. <laughs> Amber, this is a garbage podcast. So what do you... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like... I know. I'm down you here with you, yes Amber. I want you to roll around in the filth with me from time to time so I can feel good about myself. <laughs> Excellent. Mm, get that stank on you. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here with you. We're having like a dirty diaper like pillow fight. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, why would we do that? Uh, it's, you know. Oh, God. That's like the epitome of self-hatred. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I strike at you, but I also strike at myself. Uh-huh. Yep. Because if that diaper ruptures, we both lose. We're both paying for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How very Buddhist of us. Yeah. Lovely. So, oh, Amber. We do have fun. We do have fun. So let's uh, close this out with a fun thing that we always say at the very no, end of this podcast. Oh, we, we did have fun. We did. And now it's dead. You've killed fun. So I would like to say, just like June and Roy did in this movie, I hope you sleep like a rock tonight. Is that about the druggings? The multiple the multiple druggings? Uh-huh, yeah. Do you like hope somebody rock. drugs you tonight? Well, no, but like sleep as if you were drugged. The long oh. sleep of the drugged. <laughs> <laughs> the long sleep of all the dead people. Roy killed in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Oh my! Oh my, Megan! Oh my! Sleep I'm like a rock. Back. Sleep like the dead, because one day you will be. Bye, Megan. Okay, bye, Amber. Bye.